Welcome to the Antioch and Arbor Equipping Podcast. Our desire is to bring freedom and strength to you in your relationship with God, your family, and others. I am your host, Ted Peabody, Associate Pastor of Antioch Ann Arbor. In each episode, I chat with someone who can give us insight and pass on their wisdom on our selected topic. This episode is focused on communication and communicating through our differences. I am joined today by Jordan and Christy Ogden. Jordan and Christy are the lead pastors of Antioch Ann Arbor. They have been married for almost 20 years, have pastored for 15 years, and have led small groups for over 20 years. Both of them have a great deal of experience in communicating through difficult situations and with people of differing communication styles. They're going to share with us today on the topic of communicating through differences. Stay tuned for the episode. Jordan and Christy, welcome. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Yeah, doing great. How are you, Ted? Doing really well. Um, It's it's a little rainy today, but still enjoying. Go ahead. I was saying at least the weather's warmer. That's what I was, yeah, at least it's not snowing. So that's good. (laughs) Seriously. Uh, So guys, we're going to be talking about communication today and especially communicating through differences. And and so I'm really curious the answers to 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 the next question I'm about to ask. So Christy, how would you characterize Jordan's communication style? Oh, such a good question. Jordan is such a good listener. He does a really good job of making people feel understood. And he likes to give a lot of context and understanding before he maybe says something so that people know where he's coming from. Mm -hmm. So I would, I wouldn't necessarily call him like super direct. He can be direct when he needs to, but he usually pads it really well with a lot of nice, encouraging things or context. And then says maybe a hard thing here or there. Gotcha. So Jordan, same question. How would you characterize Christie's communication style? Extremely direct. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that was coming. Short and (laughs) Uh, that's great um guilty so looking at those different communication styles um how do how does that affect your communication on a daily basis about just normal everyday things Mm, such a good question um we i think that it knowing that i'm more direct and jordan is not as direct um it the way i have to try to be cognizant of when i'm being too sharp and too direct with my like everyday information and also Mm -hmm. recognize that usually the way i say things are super strong and and so I might not necessarily be feel super strong about what I'm saying, but the way it comes across seems really strong and direct. And so Jordan might start acting because of the way I say something when I'm, I'm not necessarily meaning it needs to have an immediate action. 
Okay. Uh, so that's one thing I, I think recognizing like, oh, you come across so direct and strong that it seems like this is the only way when sometimes that's actually not necessarily how I'm meaning to communicate, but how mm-hmm. it comes across. Gotcha. And Jordan, what, what about you? What do you, how do you think this affects communication on a daily basis? Well, I hadn't really thought about it until now, but um, Christy is very um, good at getting things done. And um, because like she was saying, I do like to give more context to what I'm going to say. I have found myself not communicating fully, except if it is early in the morning before the day begins, because during the day, I don't want to interrupt her flow. And at the Mm -hmm. end of the day, if it's going to be more emotional or something that might not be emotional, but because it's at the end of the day and people are tired, like both of us are tired. I've just found myself restraining communications or um, I will put it in a Marco Polo during the day to give tone and body language and say, I would like to talk about this at some point. That's a good time. Gotcha. So you guys have been married for gosh, almost 20 years, right? Almost 18. Yeah. Yeah. So how have your communication styles changed over the last couple of decades, living and communicating regularly with someone that has really a very different communication style? Yeah. Jordan, do you want to start? Yeah. Early. We share this often early on. I would call our communication unhealthy primarily from my side and my own communication issues. And I was very, I was, I was mature in some areas of my life, but communication was certainly not one of those areas. And I was very insecure and threatened by the force, by my, my perception of Christie's forceful manner of communication. And so it caused me to shrink back. I often say fold like a lawn chair and it, (laughs) and it, it produced a very, um, it produced disequilibrium in our mm-hmm. relationship and it was uh, it was quite hard for both of us, but I think distinctly Christy, because she would have to do all this work just to pick me up off the ground and we wouldn't even, wouldn't even be able to get at, uh, to the point. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think for me, I had to recognize that I couldn't just throw things on Jordan and make us talk about it right then, because that's kind of how my preference would be like, an issue comes up, I feel passionate about it. I want to discuss it right then. And, and because it, and obviously, like we said, I'm aggressive and direct in the way that I want to do that. And so I had to learn that Jordan is, I'm an external processor and he's an internal processor. And I think that's a really helpful thing to understand when you're communicating because what I say at the beginning as an external processor might not necessarily be the point I end up with. And so I'm like, Oh, I started here, but I ended at point C and, (laughs) and I, you know, I just, I didn't recognize that for a long time in our marriage, but Jordan is an internal processor. And so he, when he would say something like, it was a very well thought out um, thought about the, whatever the topic was. Uh, And so that's a huge difference in understanding that for one another. So we, 
what we worked on as well is just saying like, hey, I have something I need to talk to you about. When would be a good time? And kind of giving him the main topic of what it is so he can start internally processing it before um, we like actually sit down to talk about it. So that was, that has been super helpful for us because it's allowed us to really understand the other person's process. And I think Jordan now knows too, when I'm feisty and fiery about something to not necessarily take the first thing I say, but maybe see where I end up as I externally process in the end. Uh, That's great. Uh, uh, That's really helpful. The, the discerning part of that, of, of knowing the other person's communication style and, and tailoring the way that you communicate to them is really helpful. So could we take that idea and how, you know, marriage, uh, the marriage relationship that you guys have is really taking uh, the communication uh, just between two people and accelerating the process of learning how to do that well. Mm-hmm. So how, what would you say to people that are not married or are, you know, we all communicate with people that we're not married with, even if we are married. So applying those ideas, that discerning of communication style and tailoring your own communication, how would you um, do that with people or how do you do that with people that are, that are outside of your family unit? I think there are a couple of thoughts here that we can go and I'll be interested to see what Chrissy says as well. I think there are the, the pe- person that you meet for the first time and that's one level um, because you don't know what their communication style is. Um, so I'll focus in more on the one that you, uh, the, the person you know more. I would say you want to really, um, I don't know how you want to say, research or be a student of, not in a critical manner, but in a way that you, you know, is this person like, to use your example, Todd, in our marriage, is this person more like Christy? Or is this person mm-hmm. more like me? Not that we're the only two types of communicators, but that's the baseline from which we are coming in terms of understanding. Right. And if I know that, okay, this person, they they have a value to, uh, you know, they don't have much time. They're going to be very direct. I need to not be um, offended or um, whatever at the forcefulness. And I've learned over the years, especially being a pastor, people offload their issues oftentimes onto an authority figure. And so I have to discern, okay, is this their issue? And so I need to, uh, I need to have an appropriate boundary where I'm not, uh, I'm not going to take on, and it doesn't mean I have to be hostile and fight back, but I can do that in a peaceful manner. And I think Christy would tell you that last thing I'll say is that over the years, um, I think that I've developed a communication style where I can correct someone, but I don't have to do it in a way that they feel, Oh my gosh, you just rebuked right. me and you got in my face because I think some, for, for some people that that can be fruitful and for others, it can be very damaging. Yeah. So Christy, what do you I think, think you're that? really good at doing that. Um, I can't tell you how many people are like, Oh, I think I was actually corrected or rebuked by Jordan, but I left <laughs> feeling so loved <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. way to go, Jordan. Um, I think a couple of other things that are helpful is, we talk about this all the time, but your tone and your body language, um, those are, I think 93% of your communication is your tone and body language. And I think, and that's the, that gets missed a lot in electronic 
communication, text message, yeah, really emails. Good. And so we, I mean, that's why Jordan loves Marco Polo app because it does allow you to do tone and body language with your communication if you can't meet in person. But I think that recognizing that that is a huge part of our communication and as as little as a little exclamation point after a um, sentence and a text message, it really makes a difference in terms of, you know, figuring out like what kind of tone is going on yeah. with this. So that's um, one thing. And I think that um, the other thing is just I think like Jordan said, being a student of the person that you're communicating with and um, making them feel lit heard. I, I think especially as a leader, we want people to feel known and loved by us and where they have a voice. And I think when you give someone a voice, then whatever you have to say to them comes off mm. easier because they feel like they're heard and understood. Right. So I think that's another thing that um, I would say is helpful in communication style and just and, and just working on it, you know, recognizing like, okay, that might not have gone as well as we would want, but then other people, um, let's try it again. Like, that, right. sorry, we, we missed each other here in this communication. Yeah. Let's like go after this again. Yeah. Continuing to learn is really good. Yes. So reality, um, we have different communication styles, but we also have uh, disagreements and differences of, of opinion and even fights on occasion. And I know, um, also having been married for about two decades, that this can happen even when you love someone and you live together and you're with each other. In fact, sometimes more so in those situations. Mm -hmm. So how do your different communication styles um, affect the disagreements and even the fights that might happen in the Ogden household? <laughs> well, thankfully, uh, those are, it's, it's, it's much different than it was, let's say the first yeah. decade. So we're certainly grateful for that. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm doing, I'm saying that, uh, because I believe we'll, we will have a lot of younger listeners that are single or new to marriage. And they're probably in that, uh, right. you know, that some communication, teachers will they'll talk about storming and norming and so a lot of our listeners may be more in the storming phase and we are we have gone we honestly went through that phase in high school and college and a little bit in our early marriage but we've we have been more in the norming phase uh, of late and it's a great uh, you know they're both great phases but I probably appreciate this one more for my communication style and um, you know, I will tell Christy on, on occasion, I'm like, I need you to change your tone. Uh, if we're going to have a conversation, you don't know this, but you're coming across very strongly. And she is very humble. And I, I'm not saying that I'm always right. There are probably times when I am, and there are probably times when I'm not right. in that. But she, she is very much a champ. And so she will adjust her style because... Uh, what we've decided is it's more important for us 
to uh, have a have a collective win than it is for one of us to have an individual win. We've decided that in communication, the goal is not for us to win, but the goal for us is to actually communicate and reach a point of understanding. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think that part of what that has looked like for us is just letting a lot of things go that you... Yeah you know, you just literally laying down your rights a lot more, the more we have grown in our marriage and it's produced a lot of fruit because I think you recognize, okay, what things are actually a big deal that we want to, are there, do I need to die on this hill or is this kind of ridiculous? And so I think that that's not necessarily, I don't know if you consider that communication, but I think that that's, saved us a lot of fights because I think when what we realized is you know you start you know a disagreement or whatever you want to say and then you just most of the time if you don't it just ends up like very unfruitful because you're like arguing about the dumbest thing and usually it's late at night and there's just right it's not the most helpful and so I think we've learned too like when we try when something starts getting heated at late at night. Like, it's like, is this really the best time to talk about this? And, you know, we, we understand the verse of don't let the sun go down on your anger, but it's also like, let's be wise about how we're actually communicating at different times. So I think just letting a lot of stuff go has produced a lot of peace and it doesn't mean that we let everything go because obviously there are things that need to be dealt with, but we think we, I think we are more, a little bit wiser about what hills to climb and die on than we were at the beginning. Yeah, that's really good. Yeah, I think if, if we could all set out to not necessarily win, but to have an understanding, I think that most of our fights in life would, uh, would just yeah. disappear. I think that's really wise, guys. Um, so applying this again to the people outside of your family unit there, how do you handle disagreements with people that you work with um, or maybe in your small group at church or um, just your friend group in general? How do you handle disagreements with those folks? I think um, I, of, of that group, I'm going to actually propose another group, which is your extended family. That is the one where I have seen, and they're all, they're all, let me be clear, all the groups, are, all your communications are important. I have just seen, you know, Ted, like you said earlier, the marriage relationship is unique um, because it can really accelerate the your growth in communication. Well, if you go out from there, depending on your relationship with your extended family, I mean, I know I hear people very regularly. They say, I talk to my mom multiple times a day. Or I, me and my siblings, we talk every day. Now, that Christie's side of the family is closer to that uh, in terms of they stay in touch more closely. Mm-hmm. My side of the family uh, is not. And so depending on where the, our listeners fall, you're like, oh, yeah, I get that. Or, oh, my gosh, I don't get that. And I, I think that those relationships. And so one thing I've learned really from Christie is when there is uh, an underlying deal that is. Uh, not being addressed because everyone has a different communication style and some people are more mature than we are in our communication and others are not. And so if you, if for our listeners, if you find yourself 
having the perception that you are more mature in your communication style and other people are being passive aggressive or they're just passing the buck and they're not addressing something and you recognize this is going to affect our relationship and I care more about the relationship. And so I'm going to be, I'm just going to be the big person. I'm going to go first that you can apply that to any of those groups Ted, that yeah. you just mentioned. But I think that extended family one, uh, I think a lot of uh, reconciliation yeah. or at least um, issues pushed into the light uh, with that type of style. And I've learned that. From and I Christy. think another point on that too, Jordan, that is, I know in, in my life, my adult life, when I go back into those situations with my extended family, be it a holiday, be it just a, a family reunion or any, really any interactions with them. We, um, we tend to re- revert to our roles that we played when we were all living totally. together and, mm. and giving uh, grace to others to not put them in those boxes, I think would be a really helpful thing as well. Totally. Sure. Um, can I say something of what I think is helpful with communication? Yeah, for sure. Um, Go ahead. I think what has helped me the, the most is to, when I have a disagreement with someone or something doesn't sit right is to take it before the Lord and really um, have God like asking God, what in this is my just preference or my like personality that just doesn't necessarily sit right with that person's personality? Where do I need to forgive this person or where do I need to um, see a different side? And that has helped me so much because then I know I, after I get with the Lord and let my heart become clean before him on the situation, then I know when, Mm -hmm. when do I need to come to the person and say like, Hey, this really hurt me or, um, this didn't sit right. Can we talk about that? But it comes from a place of me having met with God about it so that I'm not just reacting to how I feel at the moment or just, I mean, I would say that for any kind of different, like disagreement or something, take time. Like Jordan and Jordan has taught me to do this so much. Like something doesn't sit right. Do not respond right away because that is going to most yeah. likely be your flesh that comes out and it's probably not going right. to come out good. And so have sit on it for a little bit and allow yourself to meet with God and hear his heart on it. And then you, I mean, a lot of times you do still need to deal with it with the person, but you're coming from such a different place when you're able to, and you really, if you come from the place of love and I mean, so many times it's like, Hey, I just want to bring to your under bring to you. So you have some understanding of how this conversation affected me or how your actions I understood those, you know, that is such a different place right. of, than saying like, Oh, you were, this hurt me so bad. You know, I don't, I don't know how people do it that other way, but <laughs> you know, just like, um, you know, coming off real strong. So that's what I would encourage people to do. Coming Come, in hot, coming, like in, hot, coming in hot, as we say, <laughs> like a fajita. Thank you for that. Sorry. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I'll remember that one. I'll remember that one. <laughs> Listeners, do not be yeah, exactly. in disagreements. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the last few minutes we have together, guys, I want to continue down this, this more practical side. 
and really maybe delve a little deeper into how we do this, how we have disagreement, you know, we're, we're going to have disagreements. So how do we do that? Well, and you guys have alluded to some, some things that you guys have, have said, um, have been really helpful for you. Um, but I want to, I want to maybe focus in just a bit on the, the point you had made about strengthening relationship and going through a disagreement in order to strengthen that relationship in the end, rather than having relationships mm-hmm. be broken. So could you guys speak just a little bit more to that? Yeah, you can Chris, go first. You want to go first? You want me to? I think that um, you know, you're, you're valuing the relationship and you're, you, you actually have to decide that. That's something that you have to place a value on. And then, you know, we're such an offendable <laughs> culture and we, we get discipled by the culture. And the, when we're, here's, here's the culture's discipleship. You get offended go ahead and put it on social media, go ahead and rip the person because they don't have that much value. And your opinion really matters. We really want to hear what your unqualified, unprofessional opinion, uh, you know, has to say. Right. Now I'm being, I'm being candid, but that's, let's be very Yeah, That's honest. really true. That is, that is what the culture, so that's not an indictment of an individual. That is, that is an indictment of our culture. And so if we're discipled, if we are discipled by our culture, that is how we will communicate and we will devalue other people. We will be offended. And so Christy and I, when we talk to our kids about this quite often about um, cultivating an unoffendable heart, now that's a big phrase, but all we're, all it comes back to is what we said earlier about laying down our rights, which is a basic tenet that we teach in the discipleship school that we try to do in discipleship. We lay down our right to be right. We lay down our right to be understood. You know what? You know what? One of the biggest things I've gotten ripped for um, over the years is my stance on that leadership is a commitment to being misunderstood. And I mean, I've just gotten ripped by people. And, I, and I've just been like, why is that? Like, it is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> people, people don't they don't understand. Like, I've just decided I'm not going to get offended at people not. No, I'm going to get hurt because I'm a human being. And so I'm not going to lie about that. But I'm not going to get offended over uh, something that ultimately is petty and uh, whatever. So I, I think that a huge discipleship point is, is if you're going to value the relationship and if you're going to go in to have a dis- disagreement where you value the relationship over the actual disagreement, you have to do the pre-work of developing an undefendable heart. And I, I think that is one of the, the yeah, biggest. Yeah, I totally agree. We've been talking with our kids about this so much, an undefendable heart. Um, I think the other part is just, it really is love to go there with a person and do the hard thing of communicating a difficult communication with them. Um, I think that it's a lot easier to not do it right. And just either hold bitterness in your heart or just say it doesn't matter. And I think that that's where, I mean, like I was saying, you've got to get with God to know what things do I actually need to bring to the person, but also realize that it really deepens relationship because when you are able to bring to a person a place where there has been a misunderstood standing or disagreement and hurt. And you say, I care more about the relationship than just um, with you than just like letting this build a 
wedge between us, like I want to do the hard work of going Mm. at this with you, then I think that your relationship will be stronger in the long run. It won't be comfortable in the process because it's like really can be uncomfortable Mm. and not fun. But I think that you'll find that it's stronger in the process, but it has to come from a place of like Jordan said, an unoffendable heart where you've met with God and it's not about your rights. It's about the relationship and about um, what needs to be communicated um, clearly. And I would say, I mean, I think this is like, I mean, I'm sure any person, everyone knows this, but I just think it's a good thing to be reminded with communication is, you know, there's the simple thing of what is it, Jordan, like five positives for a negative or is it? Yeah, it's close. Yeah. Six, six in between six yeah. and seven, I think. So maybe, as maybe a five, leader, I think that it's important mm. for us to think about, are we communicating six do we have that ratio of six positives to one negative thing that we're communicating to people because i think if you think about that and really work on that with your communication then when you say the hard thing it's it's padded by all of this um encouraging um truth that the person is hearing like don't just like do puff up things that don't have any validity behind them. But if you can communicate encouragement throughout your relationship with the person, then when you have to have that hard conversation, you have a little bit more, um, a softer place to land because you've cultivated that. And so I think that especially as you're leading people, you need to think like, am I doing this with my communication? Yeah, that's really good. So what, the reality also, you, you guys mentioned it earlier, we don't always do this perfectly and we break relationships with people. So how do you, how do you handle that? How do you bring a relationship that's been broken back to wholeness? Mm. Well, that's, it's a painful one. <laughs> it's a painful one even to consider uh, because I've got both. You know, I think we all do. We've got ones that we've tried to do that. Yeah. And either we have botched it and we've made matters worse or the other person hasn't reciprocated or we have other relationships where it has worked. Um, I know I certainly have uh, ones in, in both categories. Right. And ultimately, I think it comes down to humility of heart and it takes it takes two to tango. Uh, you can't reconcile a relationship where only one party is interested in that point of reconciliation. Yeah. And that, and that I'm saying that for our listeners as a word of hope and a word of grace, you know, for, cause I know that people have tried with family, you know, usually it's with a family member um, that they, they really want to uh, initiate, reinitiate um, relationship with. So humility of heart, um, abil- ability to forgive, you know, Ted, you and I talk about mm-hmm. a lot about that place of unforgiveness in people's yeah. lives being a, the number one hindrance to uh, an, an inner, an inner wholeness. Right. And if someone holds on to unforgiveness, it, it, it 100% leads to what Christy said earlier, which is bitterness. And once you have a root of bitterness, you've got a stronghold in a person's life and that's not insurmountable because of the grace of God, but it just makes matters very difficult uh, to, to men. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that that 
I would agree with all of that is um, you well, remind me the actual question, Ted. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, how do you, how do you bring a broken relationship yeah, back into wholeness? You, I mean, I agree with what Jordan is saying. A lot of humility and willing to have some hard conversations that might, um, you might not prefer willing to be understanding of the other person's point of view and laying down your rights of, you know, necessarily being a hundred percent right about whatever the issue is. Mm -hmm. Um, but also recognizing, I mean, I think that's such a good word. What Jordan said is that it has to, there, it's gotta be two ways. And if the other person isn't willing to go there and we've had that happen and it's been very painful, but, um, you know, you can only, I mean, we're responsible to God for the way that we act in the, in our heart to the, to the Lord. And so if the other person can't go there, then we can't control people. It'd be a lot easier if we could, but I think it's God's wisdom that we can't. (laughs) Um, and so just trusting that those places, um, that we can't, that, you know, where we do our part and trust God with the rest of it. Yeah, that's really good. So guys, as we end, you have used words like hard and difficult and uncomfortable and words that that make this seem, which I think reality is, it is a, a, a not an, a simple and easy process. So what would you say to encourage our listeners to learn to communicate through differences? Yeah, I mean, I think the more you do it, the easier it will become. You have to build that muscle just like any um, other part. Mm. Like don't go out and expect to run the marathon at first, but just run around your block. And so you build that muscle with, and I would do it in safe relationships first, where you feel like you can really grow in the area of communicating hard things and there's mutual trust and understanding so that you can feel like, and, and, and get feedback. Honestly, that would be another thing is get feedback from people that you trust about hard conversations. So you can learn because that's the best way to learn is to have someone tell you like, Hey, this, you know, the way you came across here was, whatever way and you might not be aware of that and so that would be a way that would help you grow and just it's just reps the more you do it the easier it'll become but there are some conversations that are will always be very hard but you have to choose the relationship over you know avoiding doing the hard thing yeah yeah that's great i I was gonna say with christy the the feedback i was thinking the word practice and, you know, our church, we practice following Jesus together and we intentionally use that word practice because we're trying to communicate um, that we're not looking for per- perfection. Um, we are looking to practice and growing towards Jesus, uh, who is perfect. But I mean, I can't tell you how many times someone's reached out to me. Hey, I want to have this conversation with someone. And I've told them, why don't you practice it with me first? I will give you feedback um, uh, holistically on the words, but also your body language and your tone, yeah. and then go have that conversation. Not because I'm God's gift of communication, but because I want them to win and succeed in that. And um, 
you know, if I can, if I can serve, so I would, I would say that to our listeners, if you can serve others by helping them practice, and then you also practice with them. Um, wow. I would, I would love it. I would love to have a lot of conversations back where it was actually the, the live one was actually like the third time that I was yeah. giving it <laughs> rather than, yeah, no, that's great. Yeah. You know, rather than right out of the shoot. And then finally, very, very briefly, slow to speak, quick to listen, slow to become angry. James yeah. chapter one, lots of people quote it, fewer people do it and <laughs> would love to see that one practiced more. Yeah, no, that's great. And I, I, on the practice piece, you know, doing that in front of a mirror yeah. uh, and in front of other people has helped me realize that, uh, the, the facial expressions that I make are not always corresponding with what I'm feeling inside. Mm. And that makes a huge difference in communicating with people. They, that has allowed me to communicate, uh, much more clearly what I'm actually feeling inside versus what my face or my, um, you know, back to the body tone or, you know, body expressions and all that stuff. Uh, God, that was huge. Whenever someone said, Hey, practice this and do it ahead of time. So that you're aware of what your, your face looks like when you're communicating. So I just wanted to say that that was a really helpful encouragement. Um, Guys, thank you so much for being with me today and sharing this wisdom with us. Yeah, thanks for uh, having really us, you. Ted. Yeah, thank you, Ted. Yeah. Uh, and listeners, thanks for, for tuning in. Uh, join us next time as we continue to find freedom and strength in our relationships with God, family, and others. I'm your host, Ted Peabody, and I'll talk to you next time.